I didn't get dragged down here just to get my butt whipped by a bunch of ugly monsters. <laughs> I ain't going out like that. We're letting them push us around. We gotta fight them back. We gotta take it to them. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Slim Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Shaden Smith, here with your co-host. Colton Davidson. And here with our special guest today. Calvin Alexander, that's me, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, today we're going to just kind of jump in with some more, uh, uh, today we're just going to kind of jump in with some more uh, Thunder news and give up some yeah. you know, updates and stuff. But before we go in, okay. I'm going to give you another trivia question like we do every week. All right, let's. right, I'm ready for this trivia question. All right, ready? guys. Um, ready, Kevin? So oh, we yeah. always <laughs> do, uh, or you, Toronto is known for having one team, right? Canada is known for having one team. Who is the, what is the very first team in Canada? I think I know this. Oh, yeah, okay. Was it Vancouver? It was in Vancouver? It was yeah. not the Vancouver Grizzlies. Oh, wait. It's not that's the Vancouver not, Grizzlies. not the first one? Not the, the very first pro basketball team in Toronto was not the Vancouver Grizzlies. Okay. Wait, oh, very first pro basketball team in Toronto, not in Canada. Okay. Well, in Canada. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know. I have no idea. Is it the Quebec Ducks? I don't the know. The Quebec Ducks. I, I just threw it sounds like a hockey team. This isn't hockey. Spitballing I, I can't man. do hockey. All right, it's the Toronto Huskies. They were a team for the – they were a team in the 1946-47 season. They were horrible, and they only, they only lasted one season. Oh. <laughs> were they in the ABA or what? They're the BA. Okay. So, and then um, – like Toronto, the Toronto Raptors actually use wear Husky jerseys as alternates sometimes. Oh, yeah, that's so that's, like that's okay. kind of cool. If you ever see that, they're wearing the Huskies, and I never understood that until like a few days ago. because oh. I was like, I don't know who the Huskies are. Well, the more you know. Yeah, it's really interesting <laughs> to know about that. Anyways, that's our little trivia for the. Oh uh, yeah, so. good good find, good find. Yeah, again, good. another good find. I applaud you on your trivia. Thanks, guys. I feel great here. <laughs> yeah. So moving on into some actual relevant basketball news. Uh, no. Thunder, uh, of the oh, Russell Westbrook. It was announced today that he is going to be inducted into the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. And did you guys hear who's going to be? Uh, it's going to be Michael Jordan. Is going to be uh, giving his it. speech and all that. Did you hear he was supposed to be introducing? Was, was it Kevin Durant? Katie was supposed to be introducing him. What kind of an upgrade is that? Uh, you get MJ. Huge <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Greatest basketball player ever introducing you to this. Has, has Michael Jordan ever even been to Oklahoma before? I mean, probably once as a joke. It is a drive-through state, so maybe, maybe fly maybe. through, maybe fly by. You know, I mean, the you know maybe maybe he like was trying to get to was trying to get to Tulsa for some weird reason to watch the shock play or uh, maybe he might have been to a Thunder game before. That's not too out of the ordinary. Yeah, maybe. But maybe. then again, uh, he might maybe maybe he came with the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, that, that, that makes that make a lot more sense okay. than. Um, yeah, and then really anything else I can think of. Well, some more Thunder news is they played two preseason games over the weekend. Mm-hmm. They played the Real Madrid basketball team, and they played yep. the uh, FC Barcelona. They yep. lost to Real Madrid. In overtime. In overtime. What the heck? But you got to keep in mind before the crazy Thunder fans get, you know, crazy. Um, Russell Westbrook didn't play in the fourth quarter. Hardly any of the starters played. Kevin, or, uh, Steven Adams, almost said Kevin Durant. Steven Adams rolled his ankle in the first quarter, mm-hmm. so they really weren't at their full strength. But it's still, it's it's a European basketball team. It kind Even of, though it's a European basketball team, the Thunder still looked pretty terrible. Yeah, well, our shooting still, has been awful it, these last two games. Well, getting into so saying you're saying the shooting is awful, or our shooting is awful. Um, going into this season, what are you guys? What do you guys think is the three biggest challenges that the Thunder have to overcome this season? Adjustments, Adjust- like adjustments above all, because. 
So I watched the Barcelona game bit, bits and pieces yesterday. Saw uh-huh. replays of it as well. Sabonis looks like a real good player. I mean, he's yeah. doing pick and roll, like pick and roll to a screen. He's moving to the basket well. He's doing pick and roll and then dunk He's going off. out shooting threes. That's yeah, also like, really interesting is he started. He started. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I feel like by the end of this end of the season, he could easily be one of those guys who starts. Mm-hmm. I, Him and Russell Westbrook would complement each other's games very, very well. Like, Steven Adams is like a big bruising guy who makes smart decisions on defense all the time and makes mm-hmm. smart decisions period when he plays – but he's he's good for the pick and roll, but he's not he's not going to hit mid range jumpers. Period. Ever. He's <laughs> never going to shoot a three pointer. Uh, but at the same point, Sabonis he can roll to the basket. He's very very versatile. His footwork is incredible. Mm-hmm. So I feel like adjustments overall. That's that's at least my thing. He's really showing like his his dad. His dad mm-hmm. played in the he played yeah, for yeah. Trailblazers years mm-hmm. ago. He's really looking like his dad because he's got yeah. he's working on that little sky hook. Thing yeah, that he's got going for him, yeah. and he's looking really good. He's looking very like swifty there you out go. there on the court. Yeah. He's looking good, smooth. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> yeah. to see where that looking goes. Swifty. <laughs> he's looking swifty. <laughs> for me, one of the biggest things I'm thinking of is the bench, because like they've already lost Cameron Payne. Ronnie Price didn't look very good running the second team, and Victor Oladipo was running some point guard a little bit, which I don't think that's really his natural play style. See, here's the um, thing. Victor Oladipo running point guard, I'm totally fine with. Because he is an excellent passer. Like, a lot of people don't give him credit for his passing, and he really is. The thing about Ronnie Price is, watching those games, he was so, like, scared. Like, he, he looked like he had that mentality where he had to score. Yeah. Like, he felt like, it kind of seemed like he thought, like, if he didn't go and score, he was just a failure to the team. Yeah. And he kept putting up, like, random shots, and it was just... Which, he hit some really cool shots in the game, I'm not going to lie. But it was still... It just it just didn't feel right. Like Another thing, I think I think the scoring for the bitch is going to be completely fine. And his canter can... You know, he's a, he's a magician under the basket. Gets lots of putbacks. He can't create his own shot, but that's okay. Um, Cameron Payne's going to be coming back. He's pretty solid. I think he can create a little bit of offense for Ennis Canter. Anthony Morrow's going to be able to shoot threes. Um, you know, maybe an Old Depot or Westbrook play with the twos, but I think the biggest issue with the bench has got to be defense. There's not anybody on the bench that can play any defense. I agree with the defense thing. That's what I was kind of going with. Which, the Thunder have always been um, associated with the highest defensive teams in the league uh, yeah. in past previous years. Yeah. And so I always thought, you know, we have Roberson and, and Westbrook and Adams. We're going to do good on defense. But these last two games, and I know it's preseason, so, I mean, they're not going to play as hard as they would do in regular season, but they still look like they don't really have a defensive identity at all right now and we just look really scrambled all over the court and it just looks terrible yeah. I think that's that's one thing I wrote down I think we need to work on uh, they got to figure out their defensive identity and stuff like that yeah what do you think Calvin this this Thunder team is just going to be vastly different than last year like we already know that going into the yeah. season our offense is going to have to come from different places I mean we're used to having someone who's averaging at least 25 a night to 30 points a night they're no longer on the roster. Someone else who's averaging 15 points per game is no longer on the roster as well. Nabaka. Yeah. So that's we're gonna need like 35 to 40 points a night extra, and who knows exactly where we're gonna get it. I know we have Oladipo, but then really we've got just rookies and Cantor and other guys who just have to step up. So I really, really worry about our offensive production, mm-hmm. especially on the if we're not playing good defense, because. Yeah. I think a lot of the time last season, especially, it's kind of be like the bend don't break mentality. You know, yeah. don't let don't let the other team get momentum, don't let them come back. But then once they got the momentum, like we'd play the Kings, we'd be up by like fifteen, we'd bring in you know we'd bring in guys off the bench, and all of a sudden the Kings would get within two when we just we were already we were already out. Like 
the mentality was gone. We were not going to win that game pretty much. Yeah. That's something I really, really worry about with this Thunder team. But I was going to ask, what do you guys think of Abrinas? He went back. He played against his old team, FC Barcelona. Looking okay, but his shooting's definitely there. He's definitely got a good shot. That's what I was going to say. His, his shooting surprised me. Because mm-hmm. I didn't think he was that good of a shooter, and he uh, he really surprised me. He's another kind of like uh, Ronnie Price. He kind of seemed like he was nervous at times and kind of felt like he had to force his game. But uh, I think whenever he uh, kind of matures with the NBA game and gets into his own little rhythm, I think he could be a really solid player for us. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see. He showed some there. he showed some really good athleticism in the game yesterday, the game against uh, Barcelona because he blocked a shot that was people were like, whoa, holy crap. Came, from, came out of nowhere and blocked it. But, yeah, I think well, the biggest question mark with all the European players that come over is can they play defense? And so far, not very many of them have been able to. Can you, is there one that has? Can you, can you name a European player that was known for their defense? Or am I just really stupid? Because you both look at me like you're like... I mean, <laughs> Pekovic plays somewhat defense, but, of course, he's going to miss this whole year. And I, I'm with you. There's not really, not really any players who play a lot of defense. You're kind of your offensive... Mentality. If you're if you're a foreign player, your offense has to kind of take over yeah. and kind of replace your defense in the end, especially if you're European. What I what I am question most about the Abrinas though is that it seems like right now this London team has a lot of shooting guards and a lot of power forwards and not a lot <laughs> of centers and not yeah. a lot of point guards. Yeah. And definitely the small forward bin is real empty. So what yeah. what are we gonna do from here as a Thunder team? We got right? a lot of shooting guards who can't shoot. Yeah, we got a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> That's very very well, true. Well, you consider Andre, Andre, Andre uh, Roberson. He's been playing, and the game that they've started, the starting five was Russell Westbrook, Victor Oladipo at the two, and Andre Roberson at the three. I think that's probably a pretty good spot for him. I think because he played yeah. in college, he played power forward, mm-hmm. and so this he's got the he's got the he's got enough bigness to play against some of the small forwards in the league, except for maybe LeBron James. Yeah. Kevin Durant also, I guess that'd be really interesting to see Robertson against Kevin Durant. Robertson played really good. He had like he had a ton of steals. That's what people. Yeah. Been, that's why everything I've been reading about from you know Royce Young and the other people that follow the Thunder is that they're really impressed with the way Robertson has been playing offensively this yeah. mm-hmm. against these two teams. He had a little three sixty dunk there in one of the games. Yeah, yeah. It's like wow. Just his overall aggressiveness is in, in playing on offense has been so much better. Oh, back European player who can play defense, Porzingis. Porzingis has shown that he's a great defender. Yeah, um, I, I I guess I think you're like I think if you're a European player, I'll say one more exception to the rule is is that if your size and versatility, because I don't I don't think if Porzingis is like a defensive threat necessarily. Yeah. But the dude's seven foot and maybe seven foot three by the time he stops growing. I don't even know. Just and he like moves 20. like yeah, and he moves like a small forward. So that kind of which right still there, I mean he's a prolific shot blocker. So you right. got to put him in. Okay, that makes sense. With everything. But, mm-hmm. yeah, um, going with the biggest issues that we the Thunder got to face, we've kind of gone over this, but my number one is I put it, I just put identity. we got to figure out who we are as a team, how we're going to play, how we're going to score defense, everything like that. I think that just basically sums it up. Because right now we have – you can tell watching them play. They don't know. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Like, we're still trying to figure so much stuff out right now. So – I think it's going to be interesting to see where we go in the in the season, but the first few, the the first few weeks are going to be pretty rough. Yeah, coming back to that, what you're talking about with identity and adjustments is, you know, a lot of times in crunch time it come down to Westbrook, Katie, Westbrook, Katie, just taking turns in crunch time. So it's going, to, and you know, 
sometimes we see Kevin Durant hit a really crazy shot and they win the game. And, you know, sometimes Westbrook more often than not takes a really stupid shot and they don't win the game. And there were some, you know, there were the three against Golden State a couple years ago where he was falling out of bounds and just threw up a three and they won the game. So where I'm gonna, my, one of my, my last big question is where is that crunch time scoring going to come from? First time they saw And, <laughs> and uh, nope. against Real Madrid, <laughs> it came from, from Ennis Kanter, which I think is really interesting. I'm telling you, um, Ray was going to average 40 points a game. Yeah. <laughs> I love Ray <Arisa. laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, I think Canner could be a really big part. I think if he can get his scoring up. You said earlier he's not like, – he doesn't create his shot as well. But, I, I mean, I kind of disagree with that because he's really been improving and he's got that – he's well, really been improving that spot. Creating a shot jumper. in the sense of, you know, just sizing up a dude. He, he has to be able to get the ball in the low post. And, the, and there he's great. At creating a shot because you know he he has that spin move he's got the fader he's got all kinds of stuff but he's but he can't as far as you know getting the, that Kevin Durant could get the ball at half court and create his own shot anywhere on the court he wanted well yeah but that's, but that's still I mean I understand it's it, he's like the only case of that as was other than maybe LeBron James or, or you know the top tier it's kind of a lot asking it's asking a lot of any player really yeah not named Kevin Durant or LeBron James yeah exactly. So I guess talking about crunch time scoring and talking about what we think about the identities, so where we think that and Thunder are going to end up in the playoffs, and you know where, as opposed to everybody else in the league, where where we think the Western Conference is going to be at the end of the year, as far as the playoffs go. Who we, who do we think is going to be? In yeah, the Western so, Conference? so I guess moving guess moving on to our next point of what who are your top eight teams in the Western Conference? I'm gonna let you guys go first on this one. I'm interested. So I guess we'll go let's say our number ones. So start let's start with Calvin. Golden State. Not excited, not yeah. happy about Did it. Did you watch Not the- in any way. I don't think they'll come anywhere close to 73 wins. They've got to make adjustments, but by the end of the season, they, they, could, have, they could have a solid 65 wins and be number one in the West, number one overall, really. I completely agree. They're not going to get the like, record, you know, whatever it is. At one time, a score, I know preseason, so I, I know we're all talking preseason. At one time, their score against, the score against Clippers was 89 for the Golden State to 36 for the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> and really, that to me just shows that the Clippers either can't score or something was going on. Blake Griffin tossed a shoe at somebody. I mean, crazy <laughs> stuff was going on there. But that was one time a real score that we saw from an NBA game. That's bothersome to yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, I think the Warriors will be fun to watch if you're not a if you are a Warriors fan, of course. But if you're not a Warriors fan, I don't think they'll be fun. I guess that goes for any team, but really the Warriors will be a lot of fun to watch if you're rooting for the Warriors, just because they'll have highlight plays every so often. They've got four four players on the court probably at all times who can shoot the three. Yeah. Draymond Green's a tiny bit iffy from it, but he's still pretty darn good when it comes down to it. So. Even Iguodala has gotten to become a yeah. three-point shooting threat. Which is the weirdest thing I've ever heard, it too. It is weird. I, I got mad at myself the other night because I caught myself like sitting in front of the TV watching the game like getting super excited because they kept hitting threes. And I was like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> I'm supposed to hate you. I hate that I love you. <laughs> it was horrible. But, yeah, I have I have Golden State at one, too. I have yeah. Golden State at one, I, too. That was – it hurts. But I, I mean, have. that's – it's – they have arguably four of the best, what, 20 players in the world on their team. So if they don't get first, then that's just – it's, I would laugh so hard if they didn't get first. I'll say that. Yeah, it's just gonna come down to their bench. Yeah. Their bench is is garbage, and we'll see how garbage their bench really is. I don't know what a good way to put that is. They're, I mean, I think their bench is better than a lot of benches in the league, but they're definitely not as good as they were last year. Yeah. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're not what. Losing Spates and uh, Barbosa were huge for them. 
I think because mm-hmm. those two guys, other than Iguodala, I think they and Livingston, I think they really anchored their bench down really well. Yeah. And without them, I think that's going to be. Well, guys, really they hard. have Anderson Verge to take the place of those two guys. So oh yeah, how can I fine. forget about him? Yeah. Anderson Verge <laughs> is going to get traded to the Cavs halfway through the season, and then the Warriors are going to win the championship. No, no. <laughs> and then he'll accept the ring again. Yeah, and then he'll just take another ring for being not on that team. Yeah. All right. So what you got to? Well, yeah, well, who do you have at two, Calvin? Two, two is tough for me, especially in the Western Conference, but I'm going to make a very, very surprising pick here, and I'm going to choose the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow. Really? Memphis yeah. Grizzlies? Really? Barring health. Like, if they can stay healthy the whole season, Mike Conley with a healthy Marcus Saul, with a healthy Chandler Parsons, I mean, and Mark, and gosh, Conley, I'll just say healthy too. If all that happens, I think, like, they could be the two seed. That's a bold. They strategy. just play better defense than anyone else in Western Conference, in my opinion. That's also a good point. I think first off, I I think Spurs are better defenders than them, even when they are healthy. But I think that is a really good accusation, thinking that they could make it that far. But the thing is, all of them like health. Health is yeah. a bad thing. Like Chandler Parsons, Mark Gasol. Um, Mike Conley, they all struggle. I don't. I don't think they've played a full season in three years. It's crazy. any of them. I don't know. It's yeah, going to be maybe interesting. combined games all together. They have yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and Zach Randolph has officially said he's coming off the bench this next season. For yeah. Game. So which I think will be good for them too because they'll kind of yeah. use them in a play-in situation. But yeah, I think that will be good. But it's going to be weird seeing them. And I do have them in the playoffs. We'll get there later, but. Second, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you got at number two then? Yeah. Spurs. San Antonio is still a dynamic, if not better. They lost Tim Duncan, which everyone's like, oh no, Tim Duncan's gone. But Tim Duncan was horrible last year. Okay, he wasn't horrible, but he wasn't Tim Duncan. He yeah. was old man. He was just out there. Like, he had a few games where he didn't score at all, or he had a few games where he didn't get a rebound. So they traded out him for arguably the best passing big man in the game in Pau Gasol. And Pau Gasol is going to be out there. Dish and dimes, and he can spread out like with Pow and both um, him and uh, Demarcus, not Demarcus Cousins, Lamarcus Demarcus Aldridge. They can both spread out the court and giving all their other guys room to drive. That's like heaven for Tony Parker. And Tony Parker can just look over it anywhere he's got. He's got a shooter, so they're gonna be fine. And their defense is still amazing. I still believe Kawhi Leonard is the best defender in the NBA. He's the best defender in the world. Definitely. And so Definitely. They, their defense is going to be fine. Tony Parker is in his later years, but he, it's still, he's still Tony Parker. He's going to contribute a little bit. And their bench is still a dynamic bench. And, I mean, I still trust Greg Popovich. I think yeah. he's going yeah, to take him. I have, I have uh, Spurs at 2-2 two, two, just because of Greg Popovich. He's the Bill Belichick of the NBA. I mean, you just don't go against, you just don't go against Bill Belichick or Greg Popovich. Yeah, it's <laughs> – I don't know. The Spurs are going to be really interesting. I think the Golden State and San Antonio's record at the end of the season is actually going to be really close. They do. See, in my opinion, and I guess we'll move on to number three now, that's yeah. okay. In my opinion, the Spurs are definitely number three. I think theirs with Memphis will be very, very close. And I think really the deciding factor will be is that maybe Memphis even has just the tiebreaker on this. Okay. And that that's solely in the fact that the point guard transition for San Antonio this next season is going to be rough. So although I feel like Tony Parker's going to have a lot more opportunities this season than he did last season, I mean, Danny Green, Kwai, Gasol, you know, Marcus Aldridge as well, that's a lot, a lot of shooters. I definitely agree with you there, but I just don't think Tony Parker is as good or as, that he has been. I think he's, I think it was a steep decline last year, and I don't see really 
I just see him playing a lot less games this season than mm-hmm. he did last year, and then kind of saving him for the playoffs, yeah. kind of pop knowing, hey, we, we've kind of we're kind of filtering out the rest of the tank here. Like we've got you know we got to play the older guys like as few as possible, kind of save them up. And I feel like that could be a reason why they slide to number three as opposed to number two, and they just play a lot of Patty Mills and a lot of the number thirty overall draft pick they had this year, <laughs> number twenty nine, I forget who it was, but that was a really really good pickup too. I remember that right after the draft and. I just feel like Tony Parker won't play that many minutes this regular season. That's why maybe, you know, Mike Conley, other point guards, just kind of torch the Spurs for a couple of games. And Greg Popovich, he's a brilliant dude, and I feel like he'll just be like, all right, that's fine. Cool. We know what's going to happen. You know, <laughs> we can take 10 games off. That's fine. So, I mean, I agree with you. That Tony Parker's definitely not going to get as many minutes as he did last season or seasons before, but I still think Tony Parker's been, I mean, he's a Greg Popovich kid. He's been really good at, you know, passing the mantle and just being like, hey, Go for it. I'm just going to sit back here. You guys play your game. Go at it. So I think he's just going to kind of do some of that. And even without Tony as much, this, I think the Spurs have so much talent with them. I think they're going to be totally fine. The Memphis thing still just it surprises me. It <laughs> yeah. Me. It gets me. Are, are you from Memphis or something? <laughs> no. Yeah, no, where no, did you no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not from Memphis. All right, so my number three is Portland. They re-signed Lillard. They made some different moves in the free agency. They came out of nowhere last year, and I think that they're going to continue to rise, even without Lamar, even without Lamarcus Aldridge. But I think that I think the Portland's really good. I think they've got enough clutch from Damian Lillard. I think they can get there at three. CJ McCollum's awesome. And CJ, I forgot about CJ McCollum, most improved player of the year last year. Yeah, um, I really like that. I still, I, I got to put the Clippers at number three, just because. I mean, they got they got destroyed by the. Uh, the Warriors mm-hmm. the other game. But the Clippers are still – they have an amazing team. And they have really bad luck in the playoffs. We've all seen that. Yep. But I think I think this year is going to make or break the Clippers. If they don't go far in the playoffs again, I, I think Blake Griffin's gone. Chris Paul is – I don't know what they're going to do with Chris Paul. I think Doc Rivers probably won't be there. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see. But I think the Clippers are going to come out and just try – as hard as they can to make it to where they need to be. So mm-hmm. that's why I put the Clippers at number three. I think they're going to be fun to watch. They're the same team. Um, so last what last uh, year they got like fourth in the West, and they're the exact same team. And the only – other than the Warriors and the Spurs, the only other team above them was the Thunder. And the Thunder aren't yeah. going to do that now without Kevin Durant. So that's why I put the Clippers above there. Yeah. But, but my fourth is Portland. I do love Portland. Portland. Portland's a fantastic team, yeah. and I think they're going to really surprise some people this year. Um, kind of, I mean, they surprised everyone last year. Yeah, I never knew. I didn't think they could get that far. CJ McCollum's been excellent, and now they got uh, who they get. Evan Turner. Mm-hmm. Evan Turner is going to. I think Evan Turner is really going to thrive with that organization because he really likes that kind of attacking the basket kind of mentality, stuff like that. And uh, I think they're really. I think he's really going to thrive with CJ McCollum and and. Uh, you know, the other guy. Yeah, I've got, I've got Clippers at four. Um, I think that they're kind of starting to age. Chris Paul's getting old, getting a little bit older. I mean, he's not Tony Parker yet or any of those, but he is getting older. I think their injuries last couple of years have really derailed them with Blake Griffin missing almost all of last year from the suspension, the broken hand, all that. He hasn't been able to stay healthy for very long. I just don't see them. I, th- I think they're going to be fine at four, but I don't see them going up much higher than that. What do you think, Go. I've got the Clippers at four too. Okay. I I'm real hyped up about Damian Lillard. Don't get me wrong. I feel like he's an amazing player, but 
there's something special they did last season. Like, last season was special, in my opinion. That C.J. McCall and Damian Lillard kind of relationship was special. And I don't know if they can recreate that exactly this year, as well as they did last year especially. I don't think they're going to shock them any teams. I don't think they're going to do that well. And Clippers, I'm with you guys. They're the exact same team again. They've all got all the continuity. Everyone's coming back. Paul Pierce is probably his last season. I think he did say it's his last yeah, season, yeah. too. Yeah, so... That'll be good, too, and healthy Blake Griffin the whole year will really help him out. Because yeah. last season was rough, yeah. Blake Griffin-wise, for them. I mean, they almost were... There were talks that they were going to trade him this summer. So, yeah. him coming back will really, really be helpful for the Clippers, and that'll, that'll just be good for the whole franchise. I think the Clipper organization just <coughs> has that mindset right now where they're like, what else do we have to lose? So, they're just going to go for it. So, I'm really... I think they're going to... Writing on the back surprise of some Rivers. people. Yeah, riding on the back of Austin Rivers. <laughs> They're king. Yeah. So who you got at number five? Number five, I have the Utah Jazz. I've, I've been really high on them. last. I was high on them last. Uh, we had a podcast earlier. I was high on them. Joe Johnson, Gordon Hayward. I think that they really set up for some, for some special things this year, especially with the fall of the thunder. Okay, Utah. everyone's freaking about, out about the Utah Jazz this year, saying they're going to be great. And Utah Jazz, they're going to be pretty good. They got some good pickups and everything. But here's the thing. Joe Johnson is an old man. He can – I'm just predicting he'll probably average like eight points a game this year. Okay. He's not going to produce that much. And Gordon Hayward is still a great player, and I want him to be on a good team so bad. I want him to be successful, but I just don't see it happening. They have a good – Core of big men with Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's his name? Derek Favors. Derek Favors. And so they're going to be really, really intense in the down there, and their defense is going to be good. But I still feel like they're still going to struggle with some of the same issues they've struggled with in past years. Well, they got George Hill, too. And he's kind of a more taking a step back, plays defense, shoots the open three. And he's not much, he isn't much of a pick-and-roll guy. Okay, the, yeah, they got George they Hill. But George Hill has been known to make some really dumb mistakes. Also, I, I think even if they got George Hill, who is a – he's a above-average point guard in the NBA. Okay. I think um, they're going to need someone a lot more. All right, so who bigger. are you placing at five? Who am I placing at five? Yeah, well, that's, that's, what, that's what, right. what we were talking about, weren't we? Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets. Hear me out. Mike D'Antoni. I, <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like Calvin's face. Here. <laughs> Go for it, man. Here's the Go thing. for it. I got a rebuttal. Go for it. Here's the thing. Mike D'Antoni, we've talked about this in the past you know, few podcasts. I think it's come up in He loves it in like album because I yeah. love it. Yeah. He loves the run gun offense. Mm-hmm. And I think Houston is going to just thrive in this. I think James Harden is going to have an incredible year. They're going to be running. Like I'm, I'm telling you, I don't think they'll have an offensive set above 10 seconds. They're, I think they're going to be going. It's going to be threes and dunks. And their defense is still a little bit iffy, but with the signing of Nene, I think Nene really helps down their down low defense and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And they still have some really solid shooters. Like, um, uh, But I think James Harden is going to have a great year. Great year. And I think they're really going to surprise some people. Because the thing about Dwight having Dwight Howard is they really had to slow down their offense a lot of times with Dwight Howard because they kind of had to stop, let Dwight get to his spot, and then, like, Dwight, you do your thing. Because he – I mean, it was Dwight Howard. He wasn't going to run the court the whole time. But now they have um, – Nene. Uh, they have Nene oh, wow. and then uh, – oh, goodness. Their other big center. And he – like, he showed in some of the preseason games that he was – running like he was going down getting an open dunk getting an alley-oop coming back 
And I think that's going to really help them. And their, their off-ball screening and off-ball movement was fantastic. So I think they're really going to surprise some people because a lot of people have them not even going to the playoffs. So I, I strongly disagree with that, and I think Houston is just going to be above Oklahoma City. I do. I'll agree with you there. I think Houston will be above Oklahoma City. I just Houston doesn't play defense. Like they just, I, I do feel like James Harden will bounce back from last season. Of course, it's hard not to bounce back when you have that much talent, though, and you had that bad last season. James Harden's just been roasted for a while now and not playing defense. So hopefully he's got some motivation now to come back and start playing some defense. But Houston Rockets is a whole don't, they don't seem like a team to me, if that makes sense. They've got Patrick Beverly, but he's not really going to play point guard. Instead, James Harden's going to play point guard, mm-hmm. so we're learning. I mean, James Harden was bringing the ball by the end of the season anyways last year, so that, that makes sense. But then Trevor Reza, Michael Beasley, and, you know, I mean... Nene and Ryan Andrew, uh, yeah, Ryan Anderson and Eric Ryan Gordon. Anderson and Eric Gordon. So, see, Eric Gordon, I think, is a huge pickup for them. I do, I just, I just don't. I feel like they're gonna have to make a ton of adjustments. Whereas, like the Thunder are gonna have to make a ton of adjustments this season. You know, so are the so are the Golden State Warriors, so are other teams as well. But none of them are making a huge coaching change. Mm. I feel like that's gonna be real, real tough for the Rockets getting in kind of a that kind of mindset because Patrick Beverly is a non-offensive dude and him being on the court I just don't think it'll happen a lot yeah. I think I think Patrick Beverly will be phased out by Eric Gordon by the end of the season yeah which I would be really fine with but the thing is is the changing of the coaches is going to be really difficult for them but as much as I hate Mike D'Antoni I can't stand Mike D'Antoni I really do think that each of these players like Trevor Reza James Harden all of them are going to really love Mike D'Antoni's offense and I agree that it's going to be kind of difficult for them at first, but I think they're really going to like hit the ground running with this. So I mean, I don't know. I, I think um, I think the coaching change was fantastic for this thing for mm-hmm. for that team. And as much as I don't like Mike D'Antoni, I think if there was one team that he fits perfectly in, it's the Houston Rockets. Well, Calvin, who do you have at number five then? At number Six. five. Oh no! no. Well, he, he didn't say he didn't say his number five team. Oh snap! Yeah, sorry. Wait, did, sorry were you just on number six there? No, that was five. Six? That was, yeah. Okay, five. okay. 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 All right. Cool. Number five. I've got. Yeah, the Blazers. I've got the Blazers for sure. Blazers. Yeah, I just don't think they'll be better than the Clippers, but I think I think the Blazers are there for sure. They'll they'll be good enough. The Evan Turner pickup. You're right, Jaden. The Evan Turner pickup was huge for them. Added in a solid. I mean, well, they had a meeting last year, but now they've got a small, small forward, and yeah. they'll do good. All right, who do you have at six? At number six. Uh-huh. I don't have the Rockets for sure. <laughs> that's, that's your mistake. That's okay. That's all right. Um, but as as I keep looking and stuff like that, maybe I do have the Jazz. I don't know. Jazz at six. Yeah, I feel like the Jazz could be sneaky this year. I just think Joe Johnson might give it his all for once and just be all in this season. Try really, really hard to get a contract next season. I don't know. Even though he's made so much money already. But still, I feel like Joe Johnson could be a key help to that team. Alec Burks is going to be good. And then what, the guy they drafted two years yeah, ago, Dante, right? Don Dexham. He's coming back from injury too. Yeah. I feel like that could be really dynamic for them. And they've got Gobert down low as well. I think he's a really, really good center too. 
See, I don't know. I just have so many issues with the Jazz because they have all these really good young players, but like we were saying with the young players for the Thunder, they all like kind of freak out at times and kind of try and take over the game. Well, none and of these guys are rookies either. These guys are all in their second or third years. Yeah, yeah but and even, the thing that helps... even with the preseason games, they still were kind of like freaking out about this in that last preseason game that they had. And I love Joe Johnson. Don't get me wrong. Joe Johnson was like one of my favorite players when I was little. Mm-hmm. But he's so old. He's going to contribute to them, but he's not going to contribute to them as much as like what they think he's going to. They they get a lot of help from the division they're in, like not the like not the you know not not Western Conference but mm-hmm. the division. They're gonna play the Thunder a bunch. They're gonna play the Timberwolves a bunch of times. Timberwolves could be sneaky good this season. I'm gonna be wrong, but they're gonna benefit from playing teams that are not Golden State. Yeah, that makes sense at all. So yeah, I completely I completely agree. I just still think. Just the thought of the Jazz being a good team just is like what? I mean, <laughs> six six seed in the West is is a, is a stretch normally for the Jazz, but not saying second seed or not saying they're the Grizzlies. I, I'm uh, I'm just saying I just I don't think the Jazz will make the playoffs. No, I think they'll get like you know nine, get in that ninth spot or tenth spot, but they're not going to make the playoffs. In my opinion, we'll see what happens. But I mean, that's okay if you guys right, are going to have the wrong. We're going to save these for, so we can talk about this. And, in April and March, so oh yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, yeah, did you give your six? Uh, I, th- I think I was waiting on you to give your six. All right, I got OKC. Okay, at number six. I do, okay. I do too. I have, I have them at six. You want to give your reasoning, or do you have anything special? About Russell it? Westbrook. Is all I'm say. <laughs> I was looking and uh, I was reading an article. ESPN said and they said that Russell Westbrook, in the absence of Kevin Durant that one year, he went twenty-five and twenty-three without him, which equates to uh, forty-six wins or whatever. And which equates to the sixth seed. They think it's very, it's pretty easy. And he's got a better team around him than what he did that campaign without Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. So I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty easy for them to make the sixth seed. Yeah, I wanted them, I wanted to put them higher so bad, and then I was like, <laughs> no, nah, I can't do it. And trust me, it hurt putting Houston above Oklahoma City because I don't want James Harden to do better than us. Yeah. But I just, I can't see Oklahoma City being better than the Houston Rockets this season. I really can't. So. I don't know. I'm excited to see. So do I need to say my seven, or are we having Calvin say his seven? Do whatever y'all want. All right. Uh, my seven is Houston Rockets. I just don't think there's enough defensive mentality there for them to do anything in the West. But they are in the seven. They are. Well, they are in the seven. Is this? Yeah, they are in the seventh. They are in the seventh seed. Um, I think you know James Harden will have a pretty good year statistically, but they're going to score a lot of points. But they're not going to play any defense. They just don't have any defensive mentality. Whenever they beat the Spurs in the first round, you're gonna be really sorry, Colton. If they beat the Sp- if they get the seventh seed and they play the Spurs and they win, I'll buy you whatever drink you want for a week. <sighs> that is I'll, that is a horrible thing. You'll buy me a freaking car. I'm not buying you a car. What? Okay, hold up. The car is out there. Okay, okay. So maybe my okay my um, betting game is not quite there, but okay. I'm all about all about doing something for the video or for the Vine, but yeah. our podcast Twitter. Definitely dump a bucket of ice water in his head. Oh, for sure. Okay, so... Or have every one of the podcasters, there's 16 of us, by the way, dump a bucket of ice water in your head. <laughs> Let's do that one, all right? So basically, if uh, Houston and the Spurs meet each other first round of the playoffs, I'm moving out of the country. I mean, this is going to be like in, what, April? We're going to figure this out? Okay, 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 it won't be that cold anymore. If... If the if the Houston Rockets beat the Spurs, then Shea, we have to give we have to get Shaden a, a Warriors 
Thunder jersey, of a, a Warriors Kevin Durant jersey, and has to wear it for a week. I'll do that. To class. You know how many people okay, are on Are you Kansas? saying we have to buy it? It's really someone's going to have one somewhere. I'm not like, buying it. Okay, never mind. That's I'm just matter. coming up with I mean, no, bad. it's a good idea, but <laughs> yeah, still. Man. I got to shame you in public, but yeah, we'll figure it out. So, I have seen like five be, people on campus wearing Kevin Durant. Okay, we'll come, up with, a, we'll come up with I something. I will fill those people. They're just walking around. It's all cool with it. I mean, I'm, I'm mad. I know you so well, but I'm trying to think of something that would make you super mad, and I'm, I'm not coming up with it. I'm really check, I don't check Twitter later. We'll have a we'll have a we'll a, tweet a, it out. Yeah, we'll tweet it. We'll out. figure we'll this out. We'll pull everyone. We'll tweet this out. All right. So my, that's my seven. Who's your seven? Uh, I got Dallas. Dallas. I got Dallas. the bootleg warriors. So I'm, I'm really <laughs> I love that term. I love that term. I do too. I think I think Seth Seth Curry is going to be really good for them this year. I think mm-hmm. he's really going to come out of his shell. And I I have a I have a Booker for the Suns as my most improved player, but I think Seth Curry is going to be really close with that. And then they also have Bogut if he can stay healthy. And Bogut's huge defender, and I yeah. think Harrison Barnes is going to let loose. This yeah, game. Harrison Barnes can definitely have a bounce back year for sure. Yeah, because he he's always played with those great players. Never really had to. Never really got to do his own thing. So I think this is going to be a really cool year for him. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Also, they have Dirk. I mean. I've always been a Dirk fan. Before the Thunder, I was a huge Dallas fan, so I'm excited to see that team. Who you got? Who you got? At, who you got at seven? <sighs> I hate saying this, but the Rockets. Rockets at seven. Yeah. So wait, you still don't have the Thunder in your in your top eight yet, do you? Not the top seven so far. Not top seven. Okay. Hmm. Hmm, this is getting kind of. Getting, we're getting this down is, there. I know. I know. All right. I know, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the Rockets have too much talent to not make the playoffs in the West, but. They've got enough. They've got enough talent to make the playoffs, no matter what, in the West. And the West is always a good, 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 good conference. But I just, I just think, I just think they're good enough. Yeah. All right. Who you got at eight then? Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. Eight. Okay. Thunder. So, so they're yeah. they're in the top eight. Everybody at home yeah. can breathe easily. It's it's hard for me to leave the Timberwolves and the Mavs off of my top eight in the West. I just, I don't know. I feel like the Timberwolves. Are going to be good this season. I'm, I'm yeah. riding high on that Timberwolves train at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like everyone is. Everyone's on the Jazz and Timberwolves, and I feel like it's either going to be the Jazz or the Timberwolves. I don't feel like there's no way both teams get in the Western Conference playoffs. Okay. No way at all. But Thunder, Russell Westbrook and Victor Oladipo, most athletic backcourt duo in the NBA. There's just no stopping them when it comes to certain times and certain stretches. They're going to eat up lineups. I mean, they're going to. I mean. Devin, Sh- I mean Schroeder for the Hawks. I mean, we're going to beat the Hawks straight up every single time we play them, just because Westbrook's going against them. Yeah, that's. I know they have Dwight Howard down low, but I'm not. If I'm Westbrook, I'm not worried about that at all. And <laughs> you can literally just jump over. Yeah, <laughs> and having Old Depot there, and I just feel like we're going to eat a lot of the Eastern Conference teams alive, especially teams that don't have point guards. We're just going to demolish them. Yeah, yeah, because that's where we're just going to focus on the point guard position. Yeah. But yeah, point guard and a little bit of shooting guard for Old Depot, but that's it. All right, do you want to do your eight? You want me to do mine? All right, go ahead, go for it. Okay, I had a. I'm sorry, but I had Memphis. Okay. I have Memphis uh, at eight just because I, I do agree with you. I think Memphis is a really great team, and I think they could be good, but just the injuries it scares me too much. Yeah. 
But yeah, I put Memphis at number eight, and I really I want the Kings to make the playoffs so bad, and I know they won't. They're I do, I do too. I'm, I'm <laughs> I feel weird. Like, I'm a weird Kings fan. I, I, I like, am too. Like I love Rudy Gay. I've always been a Rudy Gay fan. I Demarcus Cousins is a douche, but he is <laughs> Demarcus Cousins is a great player. Art, like in my opinion, the best center in the NBA right now. I, I think you could. And that's good. I really want the Kings to make it, but I know they're not going to get close. I also wanted to. I wanted to throw in the Timberwolves, but the Timberwolves are still just too young. I think in a few years, Timberwolves could be a powerhouse in the West, but not right now. I've got Timberwolves at eight. I think they've got enough defensive mentality, especially with, well, gosh, what's the name of the coach? Mike Thibodeau? Mike Thibodeau. Tom, I, Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau. I think they've got enough defensive mentality with Tom Thibodeau and enough enough players that want to play defense on that team. I think they can. I think they got a shot. I think I'm making eight. I think I really do. I think if he can turn. Wiggins into like a defending player, mm-hmm. they could be really good because I already like we've discussed in previous podcasts that I I think uh, Zach Levine will pass Wiggins in playing in mm-hmm. in offense play, so I think if they can uh, if Wiggins can become that defensive player, they could be really really good. So I'm excited to see how that got. But so is that our eight? That's our eight, man. Yeah, that's that is all eight. We all have some big disagreements. <laughs> yeah, we got Memphis boy over here. Yeah, and then we got Houston. Houston, yeah. Still and think Houston's gonna do great. <laughs> all right, but we'll see what happens. But, anyways, I guess that's the end. Of the I podcast. guess that's the end. All yeah. right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you uh, next week. We'll we'll discuss the top the eight in the East. East, yeah. We're gonna be looking trying to find someone that knows the Eastern Conference a little bit. Maybe we'll get them on. Yeah, because we know nothing about basketball here. Yeah. So <laughs> you can't see that as a tagline. That cannot be how you end the podcast. <laughs> the Slim Basketball Podcast. We know nothing, nothing about, about basketball. basketball. <laughs> you got to say we know everything about basketball, we, and then one of us has to say, "Well, that's debatable." That's how you end it out. Okay. All okay, right. Let's do that, Shane. We know everything about basketball. Well, that's debatable. I'm a big brain. I'm a big brain. I'm a big brain.